everybody, welcome to This Board Game Life, episode number 48, right? Yeah, 48, got that one right. Uh, my name is Rob, uh, and with me, as always, I got my good buddy, Mark. Hey, Rob, how's it going today? Awesome, awesome. And uh, I forgot to mention, well, actually, I didn't forget, I was going to switch things around a little bit here, but I was going to say this is the show about board gaming and anything else that we want to talk about. No I would have never, I would have never guessed it was about board games. Yeah, it is. Believe How it or not, are people supposed to know that this is a board game podcast? They can just listen <laughs> and subscribe. Ah, <laughs> that's how. Okay, but yeah, um, we talk about uh, board games, the hobby, gaming in general, whatever else. We you want school to talk me. About. You school yeah. me is what no no we schooling, do. no schooling. You, you teach. No. You are the master. I am the padawan. Nope, nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And uh, the title of this show, number forty-eight, is Spiel the R nominees, twenty twenty-three or twenty-three, because we're going to be talking about um, about a week ago the nominees for the twenty twenty-three awards were announced. Uh, there's three classes, right? There's the Kenner Spiel, which is like the advanced gamers game. There's the regular one, which has been around forever. Man, when, when did that start? It's like 20, 25 years ago. Let me see. The first oh. award was in 1999. Hmm. So what, 20, this is 24th year? 24th, yeah. Yeah. And... Um, and then there's also a kids one. So for many years, they there was just one. There was just the Spiel der Jahre award, which is like a family game. And then, oh man, about like 10, it 12 says, years. The Spiel der Jahre, I'm seeing it was created in 1978. Game of the Year award board and, card, board and card games created in 1978. Okay. And that, of course, that's Wikipedia, whether that's true or not. Yeah. Oh, and then since, let's see, since 89, there was a separate one for children's games. Uh, it doesn't say which one that is. Maybe that's the one. Oh, that was in 89. But I only see awards from 99 forward, which is weird. Okay. Maybe there's some reason for it. Or it yeah. could be it could be the whole organization has been around since the 70s. Since the late 70s. But who knows? What's most important is we got some nominees for this year. Uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to say we'll, that. It's okay, and we'll <laughs> chit chat about those. Um, yeah, so there's three awards. There's the regular like family game. There's the gamers game, like the more meaty, complicated games, and the kids games. And the kids games are usually pretty fun too. In in uh, years past, when my son uh, was actually open to playing games, or it was he was easily forced. <laughs> <laughs> playing games i used to get them and there's some there's some pretty cool ones that they had over the years 
but uh, yeah, we can talk about that and uh, a couple other things. And um, I, I'll, I'll jump the gun a little bit here and uh, ask you about Gen Con. Event registration opened up. <laughs> what about a week ago? How'd, how'd that work out? Not so well. <laughs> you had a place in line, right? I I had a place in line, yep. And um, so like fifth place, tenth place. Uh, no, what the heck wasn't it? What I I forgot what it was when it first started. It was a ridiculous number. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I said to you. I think it was like twenty seven thousand or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and I I this was like, I mean, granted, I didn't jump on right at nine a.m. I. I think it was more like nine twenty when I like, mm-hmm. Oh crap, I got to go do this. Yeah. And by the time I got it, yeah, it was like, I was way behind. It, it was, I think I was actually way even more than that. Yeah. I, 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 it was, it was an insane number what it was, but it took hours before it finally said, Oh, you know, you've got, you know, to, to tell me that you didn't get in. So, and I only, I mean, I only tried for one event. Yeah. Uh, that only that had a limit of like 700 people. So, um, but it went quick. You were right. It, it went quick. So, um, and I gotta be honest in a way, I'm not really upset about it because I was thinking about it afterwards, um, or even before the event, uh, before they did the opening of the events, I was like, we're going to be there at the event all day long. Do I really want to go to something from eight till midnight? Yes, after being there all day of course so you yeah, it'd be have nice to no get that idea <laughs> i'm gonna be so tired man Whatever. i know i'm gonna be so exhausted you're gonna be so well you might be dehydrated but you're probably gonna be caffeinated <laughs> did did you get in to the I, to the the eight what is it the aeg big show or whatever or? So, uh, to be honest i didn't even try ah <laughs> i i don't even bother because that so what used to happen years ago i don't even know how many years ago what used to happen is you know event registration would, would open up or uh more famously the housing would open up and that's where they open up the hotel blocks that they have through uh gen con and what used to happen is like okay it would open up let's say 11 o'clock on a sunday and the whole site would crash because there's like a bajillion people hitting it and, and it wouldn't work. So eventually they came up with that like lottery system. So you were lotteried a particular place in line and, and it's, it's ridiculous. Like every time I tried, like for the hotels, I, I'd be like four hours in. It's like, okay, yeah, you can log in at four o'clock. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, eventually, I, I like, now I don't even bother. <laughs> uh, I don't even try. I, I just do hotel uh, outside the system. And then, um, you know, similar kind of thing with the events. It, uh, it's frustrating to say the least, I guess. Like, you know, you get that thing like, oh, you're 
27,152 in line. Yeah. Okay, that just pissed me off. Yeah. Because <laughs> 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 now I have no you're, – you're basically telling me I have no chance. It's like, <laughs> right? I mean – Exactly. You know, if it was like, oh, hey, Mark, you're number 200 in line, then you're like, okay, cool. All right. You know, not everybody's going to be, um, you know, going after the same stuff. You know, people have different interests, right? Some people are more D&D. Some people are, you know, CCGs, like, you know, Magic the Gathering, tabletop gamers. You got your LARPers, whatever it is, right? Everybody's got their thing. So, you know, you might have a chance if your number's low, but if it's big, it's just like you're basically telling me I'm just going to waste my time. I'm not even going to check it. Maybe, maybe I have a bad attitude. Maybe I've been, I've been hardened by years of server <laughs> outages. And, you know, you know yeah. what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like when the Xboxes go on sale. You know what I mean? And like you're, you finally see, you know, Target has them in stock and you're trying to like put them in your cart. You're trying to put one in your cart and you can't check out. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. So the one thing about that uh, big game night uh, that we were talking about previously and what we were talking about now is that uh, a lot of the event, not a lot, some of the events allow you to purchase generic tickets and you can go there and um, so you buy like 38 bucks in generic tickets and then you go over there and you kind of cross your fingers and hope that you get let in because they do let in a bunch of walk-ins. Okay. So that's what I've typically done in years past. And then once in a while, once in a blue moon, uh, if you keep checking the events, you know, there'll be one that opens up for whatever reason. Somebody cancels it or yeah, I don't know, whatever, whatever they do. I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, we can always, if we're going to go over there and maybe see if we can get in the day of, then I'll, I'll just go Mm -hmm. with you. But yeah, otherwise that's, yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. And, and I, I do have to say, it's like, so Friday, which is when it is, it's late It's late in the evening. So, okay, the hall closes at 5. And then there's these big gaming halls. Um, well, like D, Hall D, Hall E, whatever, they, whatever the numbers are, letters right. are. And there's stuff that's going on in those all the time. And typically, you know, once the hall closes, everybody either goes to dinner, they go back to their hotels or they go to the gaming halls. So once the hall closes or whatever, you know, go get some food and then show up, you know, back around like seven, seven thirty, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, by that point, yeah, yeah, you might be tired, but you know, still, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stimulation, and uh, you know, you're you're ready to get your game on. I'll be ready to get my sleep on. <laughs> you're at the wrong place, man. Ain't no sleep. 
ain't no sleeping happening. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, to, to see how I handle this. So no, it's, it's good. Like, like I said, uh, it's one of those things. There's a lot of stuff going on and, um, like for me, I don't really realize how tired I am until I stop. Yeah. You know, like, and when you stop, that's, or when you stop and then there's like nothing going on, that's when it hits you. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and generally, uh, there's usually like one day that, um, that we spend just like walking the hall, like going from one side to the other, just walking up and down. That's almost like a full day. Right. And, uh, the rest of the time is just like hitting certain booths, like surgical strikes, doing some gaming, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, it it does go by quick. And then by Sunday, it's like, yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> I need a wheelchair to get me back on the plane because I can no longer mm-hmm. walk. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, yeah, my can... return flight is a straight shot from Indianapolis nice. to Seattle, so I won't have to change planes on the way back. What is that like? A four-hour flight? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. There? Yeah. I figured yeah. it'd be just a little bit further than Chicago, so like three, yeah, four hours at least. So okay. So, um, anyway, w- what have you been playing lately? Oh boy. Anything new, ex- anything new and exciting? I got a lot of new, uh, a lot of exciting, a lot of frustrating. <laughs> so let me start at the stop here. Um, yesterday I got a game to the table, mm-hmm. um, called Harry Potter death eaters rising. Um, it was, uh, I was very frustrated during this game. I was getting really ticked off. I was not happy. So, so wait, is this is this the card game? It, or is this a new one? I'm I'm not sure. This is one that's a cooperative game. It's not the so the Hogwarts battle is like the deck builder. Right. Okay. Okay. This so it's is not a, like an expansion to that. No, no, this is a separate game. It's in the rising. So there, I guess there's, I, I guess this is a game mechanic and all these games that are following this type of mechanic are called rising. Um, mm-hmm. I remember, I remember I talked to you about, I played one called like avatar, the last Airbender, fire eaters rising or something like that uh, at one of my game nights. And this is the same thing. It's just, but it is played a little bit differently. Um, but uh, you've got this board and you got this statue of Voldemort like in the middle. And, and basically he can spin three different directions. Um, every, every start of the, every, so the beginning of every turn, every person's turn, um, Voldemort will either move to a location, basically point at a location um, so the, well, the player picks where they're going, where them and their little team of wizards or witches are going. And then you, you roll the die for Voldemort to move, essentially move. Um, and if he doesn't move, he might do, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's like the dark 
it's not dark arts. It's something else. But he he act he basically evac- activates all the dark arts or the Death Eaters and and all the people on his team essentially to do their abilities um, at all locations. So you really don't want that. You'd rather have him go and go somewhere because then only that one location is um, impacted. But uh, there's there's allies. So the there's three locations. Each location could contain allies and or um, Voldemort armies of Voldemort or whatever they're called. You know the bad guys, um, and they can. So you're trying to recruit. You start out with basically one wizard, um, and there's like three different factions that you can choose from. Um, there's something about the phoenix um then there's dumbledore's army and then there's hogwarts so as hogwarts you can be either dumbledore or the lady that in the movies um or in the books that is kind of equal to him or uh, with him all the time you pick one of those two wizards or which it to be and then if you're hogwarts army you can start out as harry potter or hermione granger if you are in the other one, I think it's like the Order of the Phoenix, I think. You can be Sirius Black or there's another character. Um, I think it's last name, I think is Toga, Toga, something like that. Anyways, there's basically a male and a female character in each of them. So you you select one and that's kind of your, your starting character. And then you're basically trying to go to a location. You want to try to, and you're rolling dice. So it's a it's basically a dice roller and you trying to and everybody has based on your faction you have a certain types of dice you can roll and there's like four different colors of dice they are like the blue, the yellow dice gives you um there's I think it's four different types of possibilities. So think of the think of the dice. It's a six-sided dice. They're all six-sided, but with four options. Okay. So there's a one, two, three, and a four. Well, on the yellow dice, the fourth, and there's symbols. I'm just using numbers to make it make this sound better. So there's there's four symbols. One, two, three, four, right? So on the yellow dice, though, the number four symbol will also be on the fifth side. And then on the sixth side, that number fourth emblem will actually be worth a value of two. It's like you rolled two of those symbols. And then the red is the same way, and it's a different, like the red dice has like the phoenix on it. The yellow has like the sword on it. Um, And the purples have like, I think, um, the wands um, and so forth. So based on, and everybody's rolling, it's a big pool of die, and depending on your wizard that you have and then all the allies you recruit you get to throw more dice it's like an engine building too so you can you try to recruit allies to allow you to throw more dice to to be able to do more things and recruit more and you're also you're also trying to attack the the the, the enemies because you you want to get them out of the locations um, and then there's a draw deck. So every time an ally or an enemy is removed, you pull out it. You just draw the top card, and you never know what you're going to get at that location. 
Voldemort's trying to take over the locations and you can't do anything to him. Once you've dealt out the original starter cards and the cards that go on the table originally, then you stick his card like in the middle of the deck. So you can't do anything until you clear people out and get his card to reveal. Once he's revealed, then you can start doing damage, but you can't, you can't, you still have to take out like five of the enemy players before you can actually do damage to them. And by the time we got to him, we'd only taken out one. And it was just a disaster. And I never was able to recruit anybody. So at the end of the game, when we finally lost, everybody else at the table had a whole freaking slew of allies. I had nobody. <laughs> I could not roll the dice to save my life to get anything. Now, I was able to defeat... A couple of guys but okay. i couldn't i couldn't get anything going like and it was so frustrating i'm sitting here rolling four dice every time and it's like oh well you've got to have four of this kind and one of this kind it's like everything was just stacked against me it's like i can't get these because i don't have enough dice and i it just it just really i got really irritated with that everyone else has all kinds of people and I had just my starter the whole time. I was really not not happy. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a fun game, and uh, it is a hard game. Um, but it just wasn't working for me. Um, I was reconsidering my enjoyment of dice rollers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the other game you talked about, the card game, uh, we also did play some uh, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle, which is the cooperative deck building game. And this one's really interesting because there's basically seven different scenarios. And what you do is when you open up the box, um, you have games one through seven, essentially, mm -hmm. all in little like playing card boxes, right? Of various sizes. So the first one's pretty large. So then you get into once you've beaten everybody, you've you've in the first game, you're basically trying to it's kind of similar to the other game in a way that I just mentioned. Because in the first game I was talking about Voldemort's trying to take over all these locations. And if he's if he's able to take over four locations, you lose. If he's able to take over one location, which is so the four locations, what that means is there's there's a total of three locations. All right, I'm sorry. I got to bounce back to the first game, Death Eaters Rising. So Voldemort's in the middle of this little board, and he pivots into three directions, and there's three different locations, okay? There's like the Ministry of Magic, there's Diagon Alley, and um, I can't remember what the other one was. But it's... Um, you in each location they're put two cards on it okay so if he captures either so there's the total of basically three two cards and then the base space at each location so if they capture both cards and the base location you lose if he captures four locations which would be like maybe 
two cards from one place and a card, one card from the other two places, the team loses. If any one person uh, like myself, I was in a bad spot of losing for the whole team because I only had one wizard. So and at one point she had only one health left because I was playing as Hermione and um, but I was able to heal her. But if if I had taken that last hit. And I have and basically lose that wizard and I have nobody else on my team, we all lose the game. There's like all these different ways to kind of like kind of reminded me like pandemic. There's all these ways you can lose the game and only one way to win it. Um, So so that's that was kind of how Death Eater was. Now, with Harry Potter's Hogwarts battle, there's you've got a board. It's a deck builder. There's um, a couple of enemies that will come out. But when you start and you're in game one of that, you're only fighting one enemy at a time. And there is a location that is um, on the board and they're trying to take that location over. So different things happen and these little markers get put. They're called little death, death eater tokens get put on the on the board, on the cards. And once the location has been filled up, they capture that. Um, So you're trying to basically before they capture all the locations, wipe out both enemy cards now, once you're able to do that and you're dealing with the dark arts, so at the beginning of a return, they will you flip a dark arts card and basically crap happens. And, you know, usually the team is getting hosed. Oh, everybody loses health or everybody loses two health or the active player can't use spells or blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, you're you're there. You're trying to recruit cards to get into your deck to make it more powerful by by there's like six i think there's always six cards on the table that are available to to purchase so you're trying to play things um you start out with some spells that give you like one um oh what is it in influence i think it's an influence token it's the money it's the coin right so you get you gotta have enough of those in your hand to purchase cards on the field that are available to purchase uh, or you can attack. Some will give you an, an attack, and you can put an attack damage towards one of the, you know, towards the bad guy. Um, basically, you got to get them. If you can get all the bad guys taken care of, then you move to game two and you open up the second box. You get some new enemy types, which now join. They're shuffled in with the uh, previous ones. You get some new dark art cards that are more powerful. You get some more. Um, Hogwarts cards, which is what we're pulling from, like to recruit. So there's more powerful spells, there's more powerful allies, things like that that you're trying to purchase uh, to get in your deck. Um, then when you do, and it basically does the same thing, but now it's a little harder. You've got to defeat four people, um, four enemies. So we did that, and we went on to, to game three. Now this box was a little bit bigger, and there we replaced all our hero cards and now on game three um, our heroes gained abilities um and then they added like more more bad guys more locations more more of the dark art cards and again all these are getting hard and more of the hogwart cards so every time you go up it's adding um more stuff and it's getting a lot harder and we actually lost game three um, so now we basically, when we pull it out again, we're going to start with game three and 
we try to we'll try to win again and then if we can then we move on to game four um and again it's that game four's got that box of cards is big like the first one so i don't know what it's going to add but there's a lot of content in the fourth game and what's interesting too it's kind of neat is it seems like they're introducing characters from the movies um i say the movies i know this is books but all the all the artwork is from the movies. Okay. So like you in game three, like in the game one and two, you, we all have our character cards and it's a picture of like Harry Potter from like the first movie. And then when you go, when you get to game three, you get a new hero card and they get an ability on it. So the card's different, but the image is different. All the characters are showing them as they were in like movie three. So they're they're you're seeing them get more powerful and growing up. And then the characters that are introduced in those little boxes are also like what was introduced in the book slash movie. But the what you see on the cards are the movie images. Um, they're pictures right from the movies. So. So it's kind of kind of neat how so anyone that really knows what's going on, like in book four or movie four, well, could probably figure out. Like I've only seen the movie once, so I don't really remember. But they might be like, "Oh yeah, you'll see this and this person and that person and these things." You know, you've got those things to look forward to. Um, but uh, that's a fun one. I do like. Oh, and you can use. Um, uh, is this the one? Well, yeah, I, it was a fun game. Both games are fun. Um, if you you know if you've got a family that really likes Harry Potter, both of these are a lot of fun, and they're they're both cooperative which is nice. Um, one's a deck builder. One's kind of a dice roller. So um, there you go. Um, moving on to shorten this long discussion. I played ticket to ride. Uh, I played a, I played a game. Oldie, called, but a goodie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, really enjoyed that game. And what, what kills me, man, I was so frustrated in this one because I was, you know, you're, you're tracking your points as you go. And right at the end, I was pretty far ahead of everybody. Um, but I was telling and my mother was making a comment like, oh, you're winning. Or, and I said, oh, this means nothing. I said, I probably won't win, even though I'm ahead of everybody. I said, I'll probably get smoked here at the end. I said, because what it comes down to <laughs> is your yeah. destination tickets. And right. um, I had two really long runs from the initial draw plus a shorter one. And I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go after all of these. And that's only, that's all I dedicated was just to those three. And what happened was at the end, I was one train car short of making my second long run. I made my, my short run. I made one long run. I made from like my uh, LA to Miami and I made from Sault Ste. Marie to Nashville. And then I had a Nashville to Portland and I was working on that one. And when I finally was like, started to like count, I thought I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to get this. I need these cards, these cards. And then I, it, finally I was like, well, how many train cards do I have left and how many do I need? And I was one short. Oh, wow. I was like, that, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I lost 17 points right there because I could, there was nothing I could do. 
there was no way for me to make it. And um, so right from the get go, there was not going to be enough trains. So it wasn't like I threw one somewhere else because I looked again. I was like, did I put everything? Everything was right where I would have needed it. And there wasn't a, I don't, there was not like a shorter way to make that happen. So right from the get go, I could not have completed those. Okay. So lesson learned for next time. Don't take on two large runs. (laughs) Yeah. Or count your train cars first. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, So I ended up, I still ended up in second place, but, um, uh, still that was frustrating there to realize I was one train short. Otherwise I would have done very well. Probably would have won the game. Um, had I been able to complete that. Um, but anyways, also picked up a new game called 20 questions, which was quite, it was really different than kind of what I expected. Um, kind of a fun party game. It's a party game. Um, it's, uh, but it's, uh, you, there's like 20. So one person is the reader of the card. So they pick the card up and they will say, I am a person, place, or a thing. And then there's 20 things that they can read on there. And then the answer is at the bottom of what we're trying to. So the person to their left. Yeah. To their, their, the person to the left of the reader will say a number between one and 20. And then there's this, so there's two boards in the game. So one of the boards is you're tracking your marker for how many points You know, you're trying to go from start to finish. The other board, it's just this little circular board with uh, numbers one through 20 on it. And then there's all these like little tiny plastic poker chip type things. And you, and basically, so say someone says, I want question seven. So you put a token on seven, that way we all know which, and that person, then the reader reads that question to that person. Now, if they can guess off that one question, then they're going to gain, they're going to score 19 points and the reader will score one. Now, so the, cause the reader doesn't play in trying to guess, obviously now if that, uh, that and now, so obviously the reader wants benefits by the longer that, that we go around. So if they don't get it, they can't guess, they don't know, then it passes to the next player and they pick, which question do you want? So they just pick a number. And then they get to hear that question. And now they know two questions. Right. And they try to figure it out. So some of these things will say, though, instead of it being a question, it'll be like, lose a turn. So I'll say, give me give me number 12. And they'll read it and it says, lose a turn. So I'm done and I don't get to go the next time. Okay. <laughs> so not all the 20 things listed on the card are always clues to what you're trying to guess. Sometimes they'll be like, go back a space or go back, whatever. Or, you know, there's, there's things that like, you really don't want to, you don't want those. Um, and my son, my, no, was it my son? No, it wasn't him. I think it was my daughter that got it. Um, there was a question that was basically, I am a person. And the question, the answer was George Washington. And then the clue she picked was something of like, I have a, I have a statue of me in DC. 
Okay. So it's like, crap, like if she gets this, like, I mean, that really narrows it down. Like, you know, I mean, sure, there's a lot, but she just took a guess of George Washington. And I'm like, you got it. She just went up 19 points and ended up winning the game. Um, but uh, not all were like that. <laughs> there were many. Mm-hmm. There was one where I think uh, the question was guessed after like 16 questions had been or clues had oh, been wow. given. Yeah. So the reader got like who was reading it. They got like 16 points. The person that guessed it only got four. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, so it was kind of an interesting way of, of doing it, um, uh, of playing that kind of game, but, uh, it was fun. We enjoyed it and it's a good one. I think it's a party game. It's a good game for like anybody to play, um, of all ages. Okay. Also played code names. Um, we did this the same day. I did not like code names. And what was interesting was I was really looking forward to playing this because I've heard so many good things about it. I've, I've, I guess not personally, but I've seen like people talk about it. It's rated high. You know, it seems like it'd be a good party game. So we played it and it was like, okay, this is a good idea. But then when we played the game and I was with my younger son who can be a challenge sometimes to play games with him. Um, and I'm like, but I was like, you know, I'll let my older son and and grandma be on a team. And, uh, and so we started and I was like, okay, trying to give multiple clues or, you know, but as we were going like the first time and I messed up the first time, I mean, it was like the very first time we'd ever played. Right. And I said something like electronic and he immediately went to robot and I was like, Oh, crap. I didn't even see robot. I didn't even see that card. I was focusing on the cards that I was trying to get him to, to guess it was like battery, cell phone, um, watch. Um, I think those were the three or something like that. And I'm like electronic. And he went to robot. I was like, Oh crap. He's right. But I'm an idiot. Cause I didn't see that. card. <laughs> yeah. But it got to the point where it was like, for most of what we were doing, was picking out just doing a one like you'd say a clue and then say the number one because you're saying how many clues you know my clue goes towards how many of the cards that are on the table and it was seemed like it was really easy like i'd say a clue i'd say one card and he'd immediately boom this yep that's right and then you keep going and we almost ran the table like we, we did like, I think we had to get nine. We got like eight. And then before we missed one. Mm-hmm. And then the, and of course my son's like, well, I'm going to do one at a time too. Cause that seems to be the way to do it. And it was just, they ended up running like all eight of theirs in one. And it's just like, so we tried, okay, we'll try it again. You know, maybe it was just the way this game played out. It was the same thing. The second round too. Like I'm not finding things like that. I could give an idea of like, okay, this word, this clue will get you to three different cards out here. Maybe you can get all three in one shot. And I see the benefit of that, but it really seemed like it was easier just to say one clue, one, one card and pick the best possible clue for that card. It, it seemed, right. and it just seemed too easy and nobody really enjoyed it. 
And like our team won one and their team won one. And we were just like, okay, this this just seems like who's going to, you know, who goes first is going to win almost. It it just, and I kept looking at the rules. I'm like, are we doing something wrong? But it didn't seem like we were. So I don't get the fascination with this game. I get the concept. It's like it's, to me, I'm still thinking like we must be doing something wrong, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because it, it just it didn't seem to have um, a very tense play. Um, and maybe it's because maybe it would be better if you were with like people you didn't really know, or maybe like maybe maybe not family, but maybe like friends. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say friends you don't know. I guess I mean it like like. My son would say something. I remember he said, um, he said game. And the there was words out there like board, casino. Um, I think there was card. Um, there was several things that I'm like, okay, board game. Because games are played in a casino. I think there was a diamond and uh, like diamond and a jack was listed. Like, okay, those are cards, suits. Um, and I, I, you know, but I was like, okay, I'm really thinking like, okay, I know my son. Do I know him well enough? Looking at everything on the board, I'm like, bored? He's like, yeah. And, and I, we had several like that where he gave a clue that could go to like, and he's like, one. So it's like, okay, he's he's specifically pointing at one card. He wants me to find one. So it wasn't like seeing a clue and saying three cards, because then I could have guessed all three. He said one. So that means I have to find what he's looking at. And and it was because I'm like, okay, we go for this. That could go for that. That could go for that. That could go for that. Which of these four is he wanting me to guess? And it and I got him, but it was because I was like, how is he thinking? And and that's why I'm like, if you maybe were with friends that you're, you know, maybe not completely, you know, around them every single day, you may not know exactly how they're thinking. So maybe the challenge is there a little bit better, but I don't know. We just, I don't see this one coming back out again. And I was kind of sad. That was something I was really looking forward to playing. Yeah. I think that's one that is very, um, the group that you play it with and like their logic can like make or break that kind of game (laughs) yeah you know like if you get somebody who's like way different than you and they see something like like uh plane and they think math as opposed to an airplane (laughs) you know it's like yeah yeah you know it's like where really <laughs> technically it's right right it's it's like a yeah you know like a or, or, or geometry or whatever with, i don't yeah. know yeah yeah if, if you had a carpenter at the table they're gonna think another typical different type of plane you know <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean part of so. the thing is also to figure out the person and what they're gonna what they're gonna guess you know yeah yeah Interesting. I, I would still give it. I, I would give it uh, another try with a different audience. 
Uh, okay, maybe. <laughs> There's so much better maybe stuff. Maybe I can take it to game group or something one night. And yeah. Play with it, play with people that I'm I only see at game group. So yeah. All right. But speaking of game group, got introduced to a really fun game, which now that I think about it, why did I buy it? I ended up buying it um that night. And now it's like, well, I can't really play it at home because I don't have enough people. Um, but uh it's called Bang. La Palotola. I don't know. The second word is Italian. So it's weird. It's like the game is half English, half Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I think it's just called bang. Maybe La Palotola means bang. I think maybe that's bang in Italian. But I played bang. Um, and the game comes in a bullet shaped can. <laughs> so you know, it's going to be fun. This game was somewhat we ended up playing it like so someone brought it. He taught it to the group. We all had so much fun. We're like, oh, let's play it again. We got done with that one. We're like, yeah, let's play it again. It was we ended up playing it like three times that night. And I ended up going upstairs and buying it. Um, It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. You're basically someone's a sheriff. And then uh, depending on the amount of people you have, uh, so plays best at five, um, you will have. Um, I'm sorry, plays best at six. Well, you can play at five. Three, four, four. Yeah, you can it plays best at five. Because with five, you can have so someone's a sheriff. And if you're the sheriff, you turn over your card and everyone knows who the sheriff is. Everyone else's identity is secret. Um now there should be it plays best at five, because then that can give you a uh deputy who's no one knows who the deputy is, but the deputy will basically try to protect the sheriff. Um, there are, you can have, or to have real fun, you get six people, which we had. So we had three outlaws and a renegade. So the outlaws just want, I think if I don't hold it to me, but the outlaws just needed to kill the sheriff. The renegade needed to outlive everybody. And the sheriff, uh, the sheriff obviously is trying to outlive everybody, um, and the deputy is trying to s- help the sheriff because the sheriff's outnumbered. So, um, and it's a, it's a deck builder essentially. You're you're drawing cards and playing cards, and you're you get weapons and abilities, and you can shoot so far to you know one to your left or one to your right or two places to your left or to your right. And so, you know, you might, you might know who the sheriff is and you may not have the range to shoot at him. So, and you're trying not to shoot, you don't want to necessarily shoot the person to your left because they could be in a, a fellow outlaw, you know, um, the sheriff. And it would suck because I was a sheriff on the very first game and I had to go first. And I'm like, well, I don't want to shoot anybody because I I'm the sheriff. I don't know who's anything yet. And the only thing I had was to shoot. That was the only thing I had available for me was to shoot or like a miss. Um, so I had to shoot someone. <laughs> so turned out that was they weren't the sheriff, which is good. Or I mean, the deputy. So that was good. But so but it, it's a lot of fun. It's a very easy game to play. And it's a, it was a lot of fun. We all enjoyed it. Oh, very nice. So I got two more and then I'm done, Rob. I know we're like 45 minutes in and I'm still talking about, but Hey, you, you talked about awards a lot to start. So it's not all my fault. Um, I did it. You're going to be upset with me. 
but no, my son came my son came home and not long ago i decided to the big pull, guy, right? the big guy yeah. yeah my son came home from his first year of college um and i had just recently pulled the trigger on Catan, and i just kind of felt like I need to have this game, you know, it just seems like something sure. I should have in my collection. Okay. And I tried after I got it, then I ended up buying the game on the Xbox. And I was like, well, I was trying to understand the directions, like watching how to play. And I was like, I am, this makes no sense to me. And so I went and got, I went, I'm like, let me play the video game. You know, they'll, they'll walk you through and explain it. Yeah, whatever. no, it's like the game on the Xbox. It's like they kind of expect you. I think they expect you to already yeah. understand it. I yeah. was so confused. I was like, this makes no sense. I don't get it. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, with the iPad version. And I'm like, this is this. I guess yeah. this game's never getting played. So then Colin was here one day. And he's like, hey, can we play Catan? That game is awesome. I was like, what? I go, you've played that? He goes, oh, we played all the time in college. Go get it. <laughs> I'm like, to the table. So he taught it to us. Uh, he taught it to us. And I kicked butt. <laughs> oh, nice. I had a very good game. Um, and I will say the fact that I kind of watched to try to how to play and tried to play the some of the things like and he was explaining it. And I was like, OK, it's like I've been through, you know, I kind of did the the mock playthrough on the Xbox and, you know, watching a playthrough um, and having it explained to me. So some of the things he was like, oh, and this happens and this I'm like. He was saying, oh, when the thief, you roll a seven, you move the thief. And I was like, yeah, but I get to steal stuff too. And he's like, no, you don't. I said, I'm almost positive you do. And he goes, that's not the way we played. I said, and he's like, let me look at the rule book. And he goes, oh, you're right. <laughs> so, so again, you know, you never know how, how people are taught. Um, so yeah. it was really good that, but it was, it made so much more sense when someone could explain it um as we played and i really i did enjoy the game it was kind of nice it's not nice it's not like my favorite but i would i would play it again okay um yeah probably because i won that's probably yeah. why I enjoyed. I, i'm that, sure that helped i'm sure that helped <laughs> but uh i ended up with the longest road and the long and the largest army and it, it right at the end it was what was really fun for me was I was pretty much ahead from the start because I did, I got the longest road right off the bat and then nobody else was really a threat to take that away. Um, and I kind of just kept my eye on it made sure I was like, I want to keep this. Um, but then at the end I was, um, I was one of those things. that's like, Oh man, this is one of those, how I play this moment could completely destroy me or, or be the, you know, it could be my, 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 my good, you know, whatever I could win it all. Right. But you know, it's like, which way do I do this? Well, how do I make this play? So I ended up, I think, cause I could have built like, um, what is it? A city, the, the big, the big part, there's like a, what is it? A township and then a city or something like that. But, and you get more points for it. But I was like, well, you lose the city point or you gain, you're not really gaining that much. And I was looking at different options of how can I get, because I was like at seven points. I was getting there. And then I decided to, with the the resources I had, 
I decided I'm going to try to take some of those, um, those cards. Um, I forgot what they're called. Um, but there's these cards you can pay for that can give you some different bonuses and stuff like that. And, and I ended up doing it like twice and that ended up allowing me to, I ended up pulling, I had a knight out and if you get three knights, you get the largest army. And so my first time I was like, okay, I'm going to just gamble with these cards. I don't normally go that route. Um, and I got a knight. So I was like, okay, put him down. That's two. I'm like, well, I know there's cards that will give you victory points. Maybe I'll get lucky. No one has pulled one yet. And I pull, so I'm like, I'll just gamble and do this. But I'm like, if I do this, I got basically no resources left to try to build anything to get more points. So I went with it and I pulled another knight. And so I played it. It gave me the largest army and that put me to 10 points. And I won the game and I was so happy. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh, nice. So, um, and then the last game, um, I picked up, uh, this is a, it's called setup. This is a tile stacking game. Um, you, there's like four tiles in the middle and then you, each player, so can play up to four. So each player on their side of the board has another four, four spots to put tiles and no one else can put tiles in your area, but they can use what's in your area to build and gain points for their own runs. And it's kind of like you're, you're trying to get the numbers. I think they're numbered one to, what is it? One, one to 10, maybe one to 12. I, I don't remember the number range, but something like that. So the tiles are numbered and they're colored. So they have like suits, but you can put numbers down. Like you can put like three sixes out, right? that and everything can it just has to touch like be next to it in line um and you kind of put if you can put three you know out three sixes out doesn't matter the suit you're just built you're putting kind of think of it like playing almost like rummy you're doing suits or a run so you can put like three sixes out and gain some points you can put a two three four five six out but then they all have to be of the same suit all the same color um, and so people are putting different tiles and you can stack so you can replace a tile by stacking a new one on top of it. Um, and it doesn't matter what's there. You're just you're just putting new tiles out every time on your turn. You're trying to use what's there with what you have. Think of like Scrabble. You have this little tray of four tiles on it that no one else can see. Um, and then there's tiles that are like in the marketplace that are free to use for everybody. Um kind of a la Azul. So you can take tiles from there or from your own tray. And you're trying to do these runs um, to get as many points as you can. Um, and then while you're doing it, you got to be careful, you know, because you might help someone else. Um, and it gets real interesting the way that it, you know, as you get going and the way the numbers change, sometimes you can just like, oh, I can do a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, or, 
or I can get five tens out here. And, you know, cause you, you only have one 10 in your hand, but if there's four of them out there and you can put the one in the middle to connect them all there, you just connected them all and, you know, you gaining points. So a uh, neat little tile game. So that was fun, but that's it. Okay. I'm done. 56 minutes. You're, you're done. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, my list is uh, a lot simpler, seemingly, as usual. Uh, I spent, I'd say, half of the last two weeks in Las Vegas, so um, I didn't have a whole lot of at-home time. But uh, I, I did actually... Were you at the table? What? Did you? Were you at the table? You were in Vegas. Did you get to the table? No, no. No? <laughs> I did not step foot on the Strip or a casino the entire time I was there. Oh, but had a lot of fun. And, um, uh, I, I did get, uh, a little bit of gaming in yesterday and, uh, this is an oldie, but a goodie, not too old, but, uh, it's a game called tiny towns from AEG. And, uh, this game kind of is, a has a special place in our hearts, I guess. Because uh, in 2019, when we went to Gen Con, um, I don't remember. I think it was at the AEG Big Game Night. Or it might have been just at the booth. I don't remember. But uh, uh, we got the chance to try this game because that was when it was being released. And we were taught this game by the actual designer. Cool. Cool. Yeah, his, his name is uh, Peter McPherson. So that was pretty cool. And uh, uh, my friend's daughter was like, you know, like, uh, you know, like on the monkeys, like the whole Davy Jones. You know, he's looking at the girl, little sparkle in the eye. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, she was like enamored with this guy and. You know, just kept wanting to go back and like waving hi to him, and it, it was uh-huh. it was it was a cool experience for her, and uh, we all had fun with the game, and it was it was just cool to see her like so excited about seeing the designer and stuff. But uh, it's a cool little game, um, nothing like super crazy. It's I'd probably say a good way to explain it is it's like kind of like a take on bingo, maybe. Uh, basically there's a bunch of different resources, uh, that you use. There's like wheat, wood, uh, brick, um, glass, stone, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I think that's all of them. Uh, there's a, a bunch of different resources and somebody like whose turn it is, they call out the resource and then you have a four by four player board. It's like a grid. And then you, you place these resources down in particular patterns. Um, you know, think Tetris pieces, right? Or what, polyaminos. And if you have certain resources in certain spots in a particular shape, then you build a building. So there's, um, there's like uh, churches, there's um, taverns, wells. There's like two or three others. I'm drawing a blank on the name. Uh, warehouse. Warehouses lets you put cubes on top of them to store them and stuff. But um, yeah, you basically put, you know, you build 
the buildings based on the resources in particular shapes. And then at the end of the game, the scoring is dependent on like how many buildings you have, their layout and stuff. It's a fun little game. You know, think something like Bingo. It's got kind of like a King Domino or King Domino uh, type of effect, you know, where it's like where you place things matters, right? Um, you know, what you have next to something else is really important. But uh, it's a fun game. Uh, I've actually got an expansion for it that I've never tried. So one of these days I have to give that a shot. But it's it's a cool game. It's simple. And uh, it was one that we just kind of, sort of needed to just have a rules refresher, even though, you know, Gen Con 2019 was, what, four years ago? Yeah. And so this was what tiny towns? Is that what you call it? Yeah, tiny towns. Yeah, there's another game that's got a really similar name, like tiny cities or something like that. It's it's not the same thing. But yeah, it's it's a game by AEG. And uh okay. it's it's pretty cool. Definitely give it a thumbs up. Definitely give it a, a nice thumbs up. And uh that was it. Uh, those it for me and uh, yeah let's uh let's get on with the main topic let me see i'm trying to find my show notes here they are yeah so uh the spiel the yard nominations were announced um while well, i was out of town actually and we had uh, a bunch of games that were announced, right? Three for each class, the the regular one, the Kenner Spiel, and the Kinder Spiel, which is the kid game one. And I thought uh, it'd be cool to kind of talk about a couple of these. Now, as far as I know, I don't think we've played any of these. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm... I'm I know for sure we haven't. <laughs> and so the the thing about these is that it's a German award, right? And not all the games are available here in the United States always. However, you can guarantee that whichever game wins will be available. And there's always been like a big thing like, hey, if your game gets nominated, it's going to you know sell like crazy. And if it wins, jackpot you know you're like almost guaranteed to have like a hit game if it gets the you know if it wins one of the classes and um you know some of the games in the past have been like azul cascadia was last year oh man there's a a long list of games Catan, i think it won at some point Man, like 20 yeah. years ago. Um, I just pulled up the list. Yeah, Carcassonne um, is one that you that you probably know, right? Settlers won in 95. Uh, let's see what else. Quirkle. <laughs> yeah, I played Quirkle. that one. Yeah. Forbidden Island was a nominee, but Quirkle. <laughs> yeah, Quirkle. Uh, King Domino Code Names was 2016. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kingdom Builder Dixit Dominion. That man, Dominion is what started the 
hold uh, deck builder. Craze. Oh, yeah. Zularetto's a good one. Oh, man, 2006, Turn and Taxis. That's a good game. Love that game. Ticket to Ride was 04. Alhambra, 2003. That's a really good game. I actually uh, backed there. There's a Kickstarter for um, like a redone version of it, and I got suckered into that. I'm weak. What can I say? <laughs> um, yeah, Kenner Spiel was Seven Wonders Village, really good game. Legends of Andor, really good game. Istanbul, cool game. Actually, all these games. Quacks of Quedlinburg, Wingspan was one of them. Um, that's a good one. I really like that. Yeah. So that's like the the harder style, right? There's more rules. It's a little more thinky. And then there's the kids ones, which I don't think we're going to talk about, uh, at least not tonight. But those are actually pretty fun. Some of them are pretty darn cool. You know, they have like uh, like fun mechanisms like magnets and various ways that like things move on a board. And it's, it's pretty sweet for kids games. Much better than anything like Sorry and Shoots and Ladders. Yeah, these are the, the really cool games. But um yeah let's go through uh some of this list over here and maybe we could even kind of like you know like even though we haven't played these and we don't have hands-on experience with them at least not yet um one thing that also found kind of fun was to usually like hey you know try to get these games or try to get them to the table if somebody else has them right get to experience them um but uh, yeah, the award is going to be, it's still a little ways off. So we've got the nominations, you know, which basically give people time to try them out. And the first one on the list is a game called Dorf Romantic. And uh, this is actually a board game version of a video game that came out about a year or two ago that... Uh, I, I know it's on Steam. It might be on mobile platforms, you know, like iPad or whatever. I don't know if it's on Android. But it's definitely on Steam, on PC. And it's a it's like a tile-laying puzzle game. Basically, from everything that I've seen, the video game is just like the... Um, it's just like the, the board game. And in this thing here, you're you're laying down hexagonal pieces and they've got different i'll call them like biomes on there like you know think cascadia right Mm -hmm. uh or maybe even along the lines of carcassonne a little bit where you're laying down these tiles and you need to match certain things like um you know like if there's rivers or if there's train tracks i think is the other thing You, you basically need to match them and when you draw a tile, you put this like little uh, counter on top of it where it's got like a four or five or six. And then you you need to make that, I'll call it biome, that big to score. So, you know, like try to make like six forests. Right. Yeah, it, it does kind of remind me of Cascadia. Yeah. It's it's like a take on Cascadia, Carcassonne, a bunch of other kinds of of uh, resource or tile laying rather uh, games, 
And this one looks pretty cool. I, I tend to like the, um, I like those games that kind of like make a map on the table because it always looks pretty cool. Like, especially when you look at it from above. And if you check out the board of uh, the video game on Steam, it's exactly that where it's like you place all this stuff down. It's animated, right? You get like these trains that are like moving yeah. around on the board. So it looks more interesting. But it's like you, you, when you, after you finish the game, it's like you made this little world kind of. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so there, there's that. Uh, there's Next Station London, which is, um, I don't know if it's a rolling right, but it's it's a right game. So you get these pads. It's um, it's a um, yeah. It's with the cards. Like draw, was it a draw and right, flipping right, flipping right, Flip, yes, flipping right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a flipping right game where uh, you get like you're trying to draw like metro maps. And there's a bunch of different pencils in different colors, and you alternate. So you you basically make one metro map, make another one, another one, another one. So like four different kinds, I believe. And um, the last one is Fun Facts, which is very much like a party style game. Would you agree with that one? Yeah. Yeah, it's like party, family, very light-ish, where you get this, like, arrow, or actually, I think the proper name is probably a chevron, right? It's a, a chevron kind of shape, or like a carrot on the keyboard, like the carrot shape. And it's like you write your name on it with these dry erase markers, and then there's various questions like how much on a scale of one to a hundred, how much would you want to be a host of this Xbox life or this board game life? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's only one answer, right? hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So what you wind up doing is like you write your number on there and then you try to, You try to. Um, you try to guess like where yeah. your where your um, answer is relation to others on the board or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So you're like stacking on top of each other. Yeah. So like if like uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you like broccoli? I'm gonna yeah. put like maybe ten, <laughs> and you're gonna put like ninety nine. So no. <laughs> Zero. Can I do negatives? <laughs> no. Minus one hundred. <laughs> yeah. And then as as long as you get them like in increasing order, right? Um each one that's higher than the other. So if, if there's four people playing and they put like five, twenty, fifty, hundred, that's four points. But if you have like five 22 the number 2 80 the one that's out of order falls out right and then you know it's like 3 points so it's kind of like 
you know, you, you write down like how much you like something and then the other people have to gauge how well they know you. Yeah. Some of the questions I'm looking at, it's like, there's, there's some that are from zero to a hundred. So yeah. it's like, how comfortable are you with elderly people? How interested are you in becoming a spy? Um, to what degree would you describe yourself as a sore loser? And then there's some that don't, and they, they label that from zero to a hundred. Then those that don't have that little Chevron, then it's like, what is your ideal number of vacation days per year? So it's not a percentage. It's, right. it's still a number though. Yeah. Could um, be a hundred. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah. So, so it does kind of mix it up too. There's some, uh, you know, in general, how long do you take a take to shower? How many times per year do you go to the movie theater? So it's definitely a party game. Um, yeah. And the one thing about it is, I don't know if you can play this game with strangers. It would be tough because, you know, I wouldn't know how comfortable, you know, someone in my gaming group is with elderly people. But in my family or really close friends, then, yeah, you you know, this is one you would definitely want to be with people, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so let, let's do kind of like uh, a little guess over here. Actually, two things. Let's talk about what we think is going to win and which one do we think, or like how we would order these from our favorite to um, least favorite based on just what we've seen. I mean, because we, we haven't played them, so you know we can't really rate them on that. It's um you want to go or well for these three again yeah like you said this is we not played them we're going off images that I'm seeing on board game geek and you know Reviews. and I'm not even looking at scores I'm just trying to look at what the game looks like um and what the description of the game is I'm not looking at what people have rated it but I would put next station London probably in third place really there's something about i think the symbols and the cards i don't like i find the cards very confusing like and i'm sure if i read the direct it'd be like oh this is what this means it's just like the the thing you're playing on it just seems a little i don't know and maybe it'd be fine it'd probably be okay once i played it i'd probably love it because it does kind of remind me of welcome to your home or your you know, welcome to Las Vegas um, with that type of flipping right with the scoring and stuff at the bottom. But it there's just something about this. And it is from Blue Orange, who makes freaking King Domino, which I love. Um, but I, I there's just something about it. I was like, yeah. Um, and then the other two, the Dorf Romantic. Dorf Romantic. Yeah. Reminds me of Cascadia. And I think. I would really like it. Um, I think this would be a really fun one to play. Fun facts, I think. I do enjoy party-style games. Um, that, that's the thing. I, I'm i torn between these two for my first pick. Um, I, I think I would take... Because, see, the Dwarf game reminds me a lot of uh, Cascadia or maybe even Carcassonne. I haven't played that in a long time, but... 
it, it looked like a tile placing thing. I, I, I feel like I've got Cascadia and maybe this is a little too similar. Uh, but fun facts is like, I've got a million different party games. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. um, I probably put Dwarf Romantic uh, as my number one if I was to get one of these. Um, because I think it's a little bit more different than the fun facts, but yeah, I'd go Dorf, fun facts, next station, London. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do three, two, one, uh, in third place, I would definitely put fun facts. Um, it's just, that's while it would be fun. It would be something that I would basically want to just get over with so I can play like a real game. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I think that's the yeah. that's the it's the audience too. Yeah. Like I'm thinking a lot of like my family, like my mother, this is something my mother would really enjoy. It's exactly. something she could do. My kids. It's like that's my main game group. That's why like this is kind of at the top for me. Mm-hmm. But if uh, I'm looking at my Wednesday game night group, which is people I don't know, we just gather. This would not be part of that. It would exactly. be the yeah. other two would be part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in second place, and I was kind of going back and forth with these two, with the other two. Um, I would probably put Next Station London in second place. Uh, I do enjoy Roland Wright, Flippin' Wright. Um, I think there's one more. I think there's one more class, whatever it is. But uh, I, I do enjoy those, and they're very much like a little bit of a logic puzzle. And um, it seems like an interesting take. I don't know how much replayability it's got, but I, I just like the idea of it because I, I really like a game called Mini Metro. It's yeah. a, a you know whole bunch of different platforms, and uh, this kind of reminds me of Mini Metro, but in like a flip and right style game. And then, of course, number one, Dorf Romantic. Uh, this is one that just looks so cool to me. Um, the gameplay just seems interesting, right? It's, you know, some of the stuff that we've seen before in Cascadia and Carcassonne. But it looks like a cool idea. And I've actually, like, peeked at the Steam game. And I'm, like, also tempted to get that. Although in some cases you could say that Dorf Romantic on Steam is like fifteen bucks. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe it's the better buy <laughs> than the board game, which will probably be like forty, fifty, sixty bucks at least. But um, but yeah, I would put Dorf Romantic in first place, and this is my take on it. And then I would say, based on how the awards go, I would probably, oh man, that'd be a tough, I'd probably say Dorf Romantic would win. That would be my guess. 
And that yeah. has nothing to do with my preference. It's just from the games that I know that have won in the past. But maybe it'll be but too But Cascadia similar. won last yeah. year. Yeah, maybe it'll be too similar to that. Right? right, yeah. But you never know. You never know how they judge these things. Okay. Fun facts is surprising me to me that this is in this group. Yeah. It doesn't seem like... I don't know. It just seems too generic. Like so many other games that do stuff like this type of thing. Mm -hmm. That it seems kind of weird to be in uh, getting an award, but. Yeah. I can you be... know, they've had like various card games in the past that have, you know, been in there that are like, Oh, that's kind of surprising. And like, they've even won, like there's a game called Hanabi um, that won, I don't know, like five, 10 years ago that uh, actually it's it's a decent game. But, you know, this is, like, so light that, yeah, it it, it uh, kind of is, like, it doesn't fit with the rest. Let's just say that. <laughs> and then moving on to the Kennerspiel, uh, there's a couple of them. Uh, their first up is Challengers. So what's what's a good way to describe challengers? It's um confusing? No. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a funky take on war. Do you remember that war game playing as a kids, right? You flipping cards. Oh yeah. And then whoever has the higher card wins. Uh-huh. It's basically like that. Except I think the cards that you have, so they're characters, they have abilities, there's a number on them from like one to four, and, or, uh, what, what, man, what's that one, what's that one game from AEG that there's like a billion versions of them, um, you know, where Smash you have, up. Smash Up, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> i have that, i have half of those <laughs> that was it so you know how like smash up like you know you have the base i'll call it and then you're putting your cards down and then whoever has the most number wise wins it's kind of like that and war right so you got the abilities of the cards you got the numbers on the cards and whoever has a higher number wins so the gist of the game is you know you put you, you draw a, your card and you put down, let's say, like a two. Um, if the, Then the other player goes and they put down a one. They don't beat it. Then they put down a three. So now it's a combination of four. So that beats your two. So then your two goes on the side and they take like the winner token. And now you're flipping your cards, trying to beat them. And sometimes there's like, I'll call them power-ups and so forth. It's like a really light game. It's just like war with, think of it like war plus, right? War advanced. And um, it's like- You really, said it was like capture the flag, right? That's, uh, you're trying to- No, it's like war. 
Okay. But yeah, I could see like you're you're trying to yeah capture the other side based on having higher numbers, kind of. But um, yeah, so it's it's kind of like a deck building game, war. There's different uh, card decks. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know about this one. Um, it is supposed to be more challenging. I kind of wonder if there's like some crazy mechanic in there that kind of ramps up the uh, the gameplay. But I'm surprised that this is not in the regular category, right? Because I mean, it's war. It uh, says. Uh... They say in here, if you think that it all sounds a lot like a board game adaptation of a digital auto battler, we are proud to tell you that this is the first of its kind. <laughs> okay. So I auto battler, I think of uh, like Battle Breakers, maybe. Battle Breakers. You got to sing it when you, you can't just say breakers. it. There you go. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there's that. And then there's Iki. Or Ike. Uh This is actually a reprint of a game that came out, man, like 10 years ago. Let me see if I can find out when it came out. Yeah, I want to say it was like... I thought it was 2015. Yeah. So, eight years ago, maybe? Oh, 2015. Yeah, 2015. And... Um, this has got that feudal Japan art like um, Hanamikoji, a bunch of other games. Uh, Yido is another one that I freaking love. And its um, its full name is Iki, a game of Ido artisans. So there's uh, you get a game board where you put down these cards which are different people and you kind of level them up until they retire. And then once they retire, they go to your board, like your sideboard that you have, your personal player board, and then you keep getting resources from them. So this looks kind of interesting. Um, and then the last one is a game called Planet Unknown. And this looks very interesting to me. And I'd say this is probably, I was going to say it's the heavier of the bunch, but according to BGG, that Ike is a 3.02 weight out of five and Planet Unknown is a 2.23. Yeah. So apparently... It's uh, the middle of the bunch. Challengers has a weight of 1.88. So it's the it's the the least of the bunch. But uh, yeah, this one, if you look at it, definitely reminds me of terraforming Mars because you got the big old planet in there. But uh, I like some of the components. Have, have you seen those like? You know, they got the the sideboards with the little cutouts kind of or the little indents in yeah. it, three of the cubes and stuff. I always like that. 
kind of stuff. And there's there's like a deluxe version of it. Did you did you? I think it's only the deluxe <laughs> that has the uh, lazy Susan. Yeah, I saw that. That's yeah. I I don't know. Maybe that I almost think that probably comes in every version. That would be cool. Rotating cardboard, custom injection molded lazy Susan. Oh, that's a limited $69 limited edition. Oh yeah, the deluxe edition has the um lazy Susan. So there's like uh and the triple layer player boards which you would want um, because that would put your cube in the little square. Otherwise, it's a single-layer player board in the regular version. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a crazy Lazy Susan. So, yeah, there's a $69. I was looking, I'm looking at the Kickstarter page for that's, it. That's what I'm looking at, too. <laughs> yeah, a $69 limited deluxe edition. It has, uh, I like how they... They describe it has the feels. Nice. Cool components. And then the regular version, there's like, a, I saw some pictures. I'm assuming it's the regular version, but there was a, a Lazy Susan that seems to fit all of the components, all the tiles, like perfectly. Yeah. Maybe that's what it eventually wound up as. Um, like if you look at BGG at the yeah, it doesn't say if it's limited edition or not. Yeah, it shipped uh, last year, so this is still this is definitely out. But um, yeah, I like the vacuum trays that they've got. You know, think of like uh, game trays. Yeah, quality. I I bet it's game trays. It looks just like their stuff. But uh, well, it it's interesting. Said at the bottom of their Kickstarter, they had game trays listed. Um, okay. Yeah, game trays is they got a. They're collaborating with Game Trays for Planet Unknown. They will be supporting the project in both packaging and the Lazy Susan design. Oh, nice. Okay. So, very cool. But yeah, yeah this, this game looks really good. Yeah. Th think of uh, what polyamino um, biomes that you're dropping on top of a planet, right? And you're trying to get stuff to fit. And then you have a bunch of different like score tracks that you're trying to like maintain, like technology rover. What are these, these other ones? Civilization, water, biomass, rover, and technology. So this one definitely does look good. Um, so that's the three. There's challengers, uh, Ike, and Planet Unknown. So what do you think uh, 
like in terms of from what you've seen um how would you rank these and then which do you think is going to be the winner i would put ike is three challengers is two and planet unknown is number one um that's again personal i the ike just does not interest me at all yeah um that but outside of that i would think that planet unknown will probably take it i think this is pretty cool looking game mm-hmm. um and it seems like it's i don't know if it's unique i don't have that much you know gaming knowledge but it looks like it's something that's unique which i think is really cool um i can see what like it reminds me of several different games yeah um that i that i like um just and there's just little things about it like um the polyominoes remind me of patchwork the um the placing of the cubes and advancing your powers reminds me of space base um and i just i think this looks really neat um kind of hope that this gets it i really think it's cool yeah and i believe you can order it um i haven't found it anywhere yeah (laughs) i've been sitting here looking (laughs) oh nice (laughs) yeah maybe uh yeah you can go to the kickstarter page and do a late pledge notification. Yeah. Oh, and you can do, uh, so when you get notified, it's for the English limited deluxe edition. That's what we want, right? Yeah. Make sure I'm, filling it out right now <laughs> yeah i already did <laughs> nice nice and i'm i'm already going through the sites like yeah. um can i get this i'm going to all my little sites and pasting in the name of the yeah. game to see if it's available <laughs> yeah the retail one might be out soon i don't think i'd want the retail version though yeah. i this just looking because like i said even in the kickstarter if you're looking at it you can see the the difference between the 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 one layer cardboard and the three layer cardboard i'd rather have that three layer so that my cubes are not just sitting on a flat piece of card you know because they they move around i like i like the ones that you get to put in there and they they kind of stay put that's to me that's so much worth it so so well i guess that that's a tell if we're both you know, putting ourselves down to be notified when the deluxe edition's out. <laughs> I guess <laughs> immediately. So, so wait, what did you say? Uh, you said uh, number three was uh, Iki. Yeah. Okay, then Challengers, then Planet Unknown, and then what do you think is going to win? Uh, Planet Unknown. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, third place is uh, Challengers. Um. Ike is in second place. Planet Unknown is first. Um, And then, man, between Ike and Planet Unknown, one of those two, I think. I don't think Challengers is going to get it. I'll probably have to go for Planet Unknown as well. So, well, we're thinking Dorf Romantic and Planet Unknown are the 
are the ones, right? Um, yes, I think that's our 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 picks. Yeah. So actually, I wonder. Let me see when they're announced. I can never remember. Because they'll... Okay, they'll be announced later this year. Um, probably around August, I think. July or August. So late this summer. So about another two months, maybe. And we'll we'll have to see. We'll see how we did. And then, uh, who knows, maybe we'll have a chance to play some of these at Gen Con. And we can report back on what we think. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. That'd be cool. Absolutely. So, um, so that's about it. Uh, for the topics, you want to call it here? Sure, I think so. We're yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> over ninety minutes in. So, all right. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll see how we did on our forecasting of the uh, Spieler nominations and stuff like that. Definitely let us know what you think and who you think is going to win. Uh, also, if you've played any of them and uh, you know what your thoughts are, you can do that on our website. This uh, boardgamelife.com we've got a voicemail uh section on there where you can click it and leave us a voicemail we'll play it on the show and then uh, we've also got uh email contact at this boardgamelife.com and uh, we'll read it on uh, on the site or just use our contact page on our website too well, any of those works all right and uh so catch you all in two weeks take care everybody see you at the table Thank you.